Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Oklahoma Songwriters Podcast, where each week we find out just what makes our Oklahoma songwriters tick. If you've ever been interested in the process of how songs get written, or if you're a songwriter looking for tips and inspiration, then you are in the right place. I do one-on-one interviews with your favorite Oklahoma artists and dig into why and how they write their music. I'm your host, Jared Voluch, and I'm very, very happy you're here. Let's get started. Welcome to episode two of the Oklahoma Songwriter Podcast. My name is Jared Veluch, and I am joined today by the wonderful and talented Chloe Beth, and we are doing a patio episode today with a small barking dog in the background, so <laughs> please just bear with us. But it feels good outside, so we wanted to do it out here. All right. So, hey, Chloe, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well today. Thank you for doing this with me it's uh it's good to have as many oklahoma songwriters as possible on this deal let's see bro thank you for having me <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome all right so we're both caffeinated up so hopefully mm-hmm. we'll be going a mile a minute for you guys today uh let's see here so tell us a little bit about yourself chloe like um Give us a brief background on you. Um. Um, (laughs) Well, I was born in Florida, Coral Springs, Florida, and grew up um, from the age of, like, you know, birth to seven. My mom was a worship leader, and my dad was the sound guy, and they were both youth pastors in a Pentecostal church. Hmm. So it was very, um, like, speaking in tongues and, like, fire and painting and uh, dancing and lots of um, uh, really, really exciting things happening in my life. So I was raised that way with really passionate uh, worship music. Grew up kind of like, um, we only listened to worship music and folk music and like, but only Christian folk music and uh, like classical music, Irish music, but only that kind of stuff. Nothing that was secular. (laughs) Um, And then when I was seven, we moved to Enid, Oklahoma, and uh, grew up there, graduated from high school there, and now I am in college at the Academy of Contemporary Music in Bricktown studying sound engineering. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I uh, actually spent a little bit of time in... A church where they spoke in tongues. Yes. And that was a very, very strange... I didn't grow up with it. Yeah. So it was not something that I was used to. I had never mm-hmm. seen anything like that in my life. And uh, it was definitely a... It's very culturally shocking if you haven't been a part of it before. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, but it was very cool. They looked at me like... They, like, they, they spoke in tongues and then they got around to me. And uh-huh. I was like, yep, yeah, I'm good. I just throw up a peace <laughs> sign. I gotta go, you know. This is not something I feel connected yeah. enough to do. No, I'm sure it was really strange. And me growing up with that, it was weird to me that people thought it was weird. Right. Because <laughs> I just was so, um, I mean, that was my whole life. We were at church like five days a week, and we spent all of our time there. Um, just that was my whole world growing up. So it was yeah. very, I think it shaped me quite a bit. So, oh, it had, yeah. Yeah. How about this? When did you, when did music become, like, 
start its fire? And when, then when did you actually start like playing guitar and um, writing music? Did you start writing like poetry or anything as a kid thinking of music later as well? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I started writing poetry when I was 11. Um, I have, I used to have a book. I got rid of it when I was like 13 because I was like, this is awful, you know, and I wish (laughs) I would have saved it, but we all did that. Yeah. (laughs) I've probably, I've done it definitely several times in my life, but, um, I, I started writing when I was 11 and I would write melodies, uh, to the songs, but I didn't have an instrument. So I would just kind of know them and have Mm -hmm. them in this little book. Uh, I started playing guitar when I was 12. Um, and kind of combined that and that's how I started writing yeah awesome yeah I like that uh when did you like when did you start performing uh I was it was April 4th 2014 was my first gig nice at the bike shop in Enid Oklahoma my mom um booked it for me and was like you're doing this and I was like okay that's fine (laughs) (laughs) and yeah, but before that, I was playing in church. I was leading worship from the time I was 11 um, at the youth group and then the main church and then evening services and kind of followed in my mom's footsteps for right. that period of time and was writing and playing guitar. That's why I started learning guitar was so I could become a worship leader and lead a band. Uh, and so okay. my mom kind of realized that I liked doing it, you know, and uh, set that up for me. And then I realized I really like um, sharing my own songs with people rather than just doing what I was doing before. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you have that, like, did you have that moment where you just knew that this is what you were going to do is to write your music and actually try to present that to people Yeah. as like a, when did you have that moment where it became more than a passion? Because I mean, in songwriting for people like, people like you, people mm-hmm. like me, it's, it's a need. Oh, absolutely. And it's not, it's no longer a choice yeah. for us. Uh, some people kind of dabble in it, but other mm-hmm. people like, it's Just like you, you have are. to do it. Yeah. Um, I think honestly it was that first gig. Um, it was awful. It, it was really <laughs> bad. It was three hours and I only had 30 songs, which is not really enough at all. So I played two of the same sets, like same songs over and over. And I was shaking the whole time, near tears, like the entire time. Cause I'd never been by myself, done mm-hmm. anything like that before. But I did have a couple of people come up to me and say that they'd connected to some of my songs. And I think that that's what, what really uh, made me realize that it was meant for me was just that I felt like I was able to connect with people in a way I'd never connected with people before. Uh, my personality is very like a like a slow build into a deep relationship kind of thing. I'm not the kind of person who immediately is like super um, deep with people. I guess I don't know if that's the best word, but um, I get that. But I think that music and songwriting breaks that barrier uh, to where you don't have to have all of these formalities and all of this this growing into something. You can connect with someone on such a deep level in an instant because they understand something that you've written about even if it's not in the same way 
that you meant it, which is honestly even cooler when someone comes and tells you what your song means to them and it's not anything like what you meant when right. you were writing yeah. it. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that moment when your song evolves. Yeah. To you. Yeah. I mean, it's you've written this thing from a perspective and then it becomes like, it reminds someone of a moment in time yeah. when they, I, I actually talked with Jacob about this in our last episode about nine times out of ten I feel even if we've written a very very clear clear story people they don't hear the story necessarily they don't hear the melody even Mm -hmm. so much as they feel absolutely they feel what you're saying they Mm -hmm. feel what you're singing they they resonate with the emotions that are occurring from you yeah and that reminds them of a similar pain or a similar joy or a similar like life learning moment yeah and then so that song becomes this thing to them (laughs) yeah it's crazy it just takes on its own life and it's i don't know it's one of my favorite things about songwriting yeah you definitely hear things according to your experiences and nobody has a collection of the exact same experiences i mean that's what makes us us different than people and similar to people um but I was at a gig on Saturday, I believe, and um, I was talking to this guy during one of my breaks, and he was saying how art um, is not like you and your art. It's art and the people who observe it and the people who take it in. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's what makes it beautiful, not necessarily you and the art. And I thought that was a really cool idea, not something I'd ever thought of before. So. Yeah, you're putting something into the world and it yeah. becomes a world. Yeah, it's really cool. I love that. Before we move into your lyrics, which I I, I do want to talk about your par- your process of writing your lyrics, but mm-hmm. like, let's start with something a little bit back from that. Like, uh, whenever you're trying to come up with your music, what do you look for? Is it a feeling? Is it a, like, whenever you're writing, say, your chord progressions and stuff, um like how do you come up with those uh i always come up there's been like two or three songs that i've written the chords first but i'm definitely a a songwriter and a vocalist first Mm -hmm. uh not a guitar player so the chords almost always follow my melody follow whatever lyrics and um notes i've got going on and usually actually happen at the same time. Like it all kind of happens consecutively. Okay. So I'll And that is something I've noticed with a lot of people is mm-hmm. uh a lot of us write, it's like this all in one thing that just yeah. kinda comes together. Mm-hmm. And I, uh which I thought was interesting. I thought I was special. <laughs> I was like maybe I, I'm totally different. No, a lot of us do kinda come up with that stuff all at the same time. Uh-huh. I like that. Um what about your, uh, so you start with your melodies basically, and you're, you start with your words first. Is that more correct? Then? Um, if I it- have, sometimes I will start with a line, um, just like a specific line that I came up with in my head. Um, but most of the time it's like, I will sit down and I'll start just like saying random things. <laughs> like random vowels that nice. kind of uh, go coincide with what the words will be later, usually. Um, or I will just sing the words, but generally it's just, I will like kind of ad lib. 
mm-hmm. a melody um, along with chords, and then I usually record myself on my phone, and I will go back and listen to what I said, nice. <laughs> and and pick out what's cool and what's really not. And usually, <laughs> most of it's not. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Stream um, of conscious writing is. It's a rough it's, go sometimes. It's rough, yeah. Um, but then I'll write it down, and then and then from there it becomes more structured. But in the very beginning of writing a song, it's kind of um, like an all at once go sort of thing for me. Very cool. Uh, when you when you're going for a melody, or when you're finding when you find something you like when you're singing, say a chorus, or even like a you feel really good about a verse that you've written, what creatively makes it a a hit in your mind? I don't know. I was thinking about this earlier, actually. I never have written a song thinking about anyone else but myself. Unless it's like a... It sounds so selfish, but unless it's a, a song that I'm writing about someone else or mm-hmm. um, if if I'm writing, like, empathetically. Um, but even then, I've never really written a song worrying about anything I think that's that's what I really love about songwriting is that there's until you show it to someone there's no nobody else who can kind of have an opinion it's just yours you know which is also really cool because when people like it you're like whoa that's amazing (laughs) that they they like something that's so it's just so me I think my songs are so um absolutely who I am so I never have really thought about the the catchiness or anything like that of a melody and so I definitely have written some songs that have like not the best melodies because of that but um yeah (laughs) awesome no and I've I got obsessed with this a couple years ago when I was I was writing music and I was trying to write music that I thought people would respond to Mm mm-hmm and I found that it was ruining my entire writing process because I was so fixated on finding a melody that's going to be, that's going to hook in someone's mind. Yeah. And then I got lost, lost in this rabbit hole of like really looking into a lot of pop music Mm -hmm. for those pop melodies Mm -hmm. to see what it is that is driving people into these songs over and over again. Um, and then I think I, I don't I don't write or I don't sing or play any of the songs that I wrote during that time anymore yeah. at all. <laughs> and I, I wound up dropping them all by the wayside because they had yeah. no meaning, no real character to them. And mm-hmm. they were just me attempting to regurgitate, essentially. Yeah. For, like, you take everything musically in and you put it into your own work if you love it. Mm-hmm. But if you're just taking in stuff as like, I take in pop melodies because like I'm grocery shopping to yeah. write to make this perfect song uh-huh. then it just comes out completely bland and it doesn't have anything real in it yeah. and it's very hard to do um, I think that that's what people are drawn to in my experience um, it's just the authenticity and the genuineness of of what a song can be um, people like that people, not everyone <laughs> well, yeah certainly not uh, everyone but, but people do like the the realness of a song for sure and just the vulnerability i think yeah. of it being real writing what actually comes out of you is the only way to have i don't know actual success and mm-hmm. fulfillment mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, I, yeah, I have to agree with that completely. So we kind of talked about your actual music writing process in and of itself. You like to come up with, yeah, a phrase or something that catches fire mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Um, what about, let's talk about your lyrical content. What is the stuff that you usually write about? What are the things that inspire you to write? Um, it's definitely changed as I have gotten older. Um, when I started, it was so, um, I started out very writing about, I started out writing about very sad things and, um, I was was a sad little 11 year old girl. (laughs) So, um, so I started writing really, really depressing things and that kind of helped me to, uh, to process how I was feeling. And, I guess it's always a process of how I'm feeling, but as I, I've gotten older, it's been more, I find my redemption in my songs, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, I just, I write about my life, basically. I write about how I'm feeling or about, I, I'm a very observant person and I, um, I pay attention to how people interact with each other and feel towards each other and... I, I write about that as well, about um, how people in my family are feeling, what they're going through. Um, or I've written a couple of songs about friends who I love and I think are beautiful and sometimes they need to know. Or I've written about, huh. yeah, just lots of lots of different things. Rarely love. It's rarely <laughs> love, you know. And I, people love love songs and it doesn't happen often. <laughs> they do. <laughs> See, I do I too. Written, I love love songs. I have written way more love songs than I care to admit. But it's a pro <laughs> it's a yeah. I don't know why. I've just always had that. That's really beautiful. Sometimes I wish I could write more. Well, I mean, songs. we're all like that. <laughs> we all wish we could write other things. Uh one thing that really dared me to challenge uh the way I write is Dan Martin listening oh. to some of his material because he tells these amazing stories and uh-huh. it's not about love it's about life and it's about like he has these he carries these beautiful metaphors and yeah. imagery through his songs to and to drive into a point yeah and i'm just like dude how did he and it completely sucks me in oh, every time definitely. i hear him play uh he's phenomenal i actually his song that i love is um it's like I don't deserve you, and he sings about that. It's a love song. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> really, that makes sense. Yeah, but no, he's amazing. He really is. A lot of people have little writing rituals. Um, I pretty much always have to have a cup of coffee. I'm usually sitting. I'm usually on the couch or something. Um, nine times out of ten, my best writing comes between like seven a.m. And probably noon. Oh. I'm not one of these. I can kind of write late night, but mm-hmm. by the time night falls for me, I'm usually burnt. Oh. And my brain doesn't want to work anymore. Yeah. But when I'm fresh in the morning, I have a much better clarity of thought. Mm-hmm. And so it can be very pointed and focused. That makes sense. Um, now, not just time of day, but like, w- w- do you have any like rituals to your writing? Like, is there some things that occur special times of the day when you actually when most of your material comes out it's always situational i i realize that a lot of people uh Mm -hmm. write a lot of lyrics when they're driving actually 
Yeah, I've heard that a lot. I've never written a song while I've been driving. Um, so I've always been shocked by that. But I um, am a very emotional writer. And so usually I will like physically hurt. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. like um, I definitely understand that, that. Yeah. That weight in your chest. Yes. Like my stomach will tie in knots and I'll kind of get all spazzy. And I still always am like, what's wrong with me? You know? And, uh, I'm realizing faster now that I need to write a song. Um, but so when that happens, I usually will like run to my guitar mm -hmm. or um, kind of if I'm with people, I'll like seclude myself and like type on my phone if I have some like words or something. Um, I've also noticed about myself that I've never been able to write a song with anyone in the same room as me. And I really prefer like being entirely alone. Okay. Just because they are so personal and um, I don't really want to sh share that with anyone or feel like I've got any sort of um, <laughs> anyone over my shoulder or anything. <laughs> uh, so the privacy is really important to me. And I think that'll go away as I continue. Just, it, I think it yeah. will. Most people, have, you'll eventually get interested in that a little bit. I mean, we, yeah. I think everybody's dabbled in it. I'm still not great at writing with people. Yeah. And if I do... I have to relinquish control. Yes, and I'm terrible at that. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten... Oh, I get it. I get it. I I was terrible at it because I was... I've written songs for so long now that I feel like I know when something feels wrong and mm -hmm. I can't always correct it yeah. when I'm working with a group. Yeah. Because there's you trying to compromise mm -hmm. at the same time. But at the... The longer I've gone, the more I've found ways to relinquish control and watch it develop and turn into another direction that I had no conceivable thought of happening. Yeah. And that's what I do with my band now mm -hmm. is that's how we're turning into this weird funk soul vibe. And I'm more of a folky singer-songwriter. Mm -hmm. But I've sang, a, I've, I've, my, one of my best attributes has been my singing voice. And so, yeah. and I don't sing just country or folk kind of music because those aren't always the hardest melodies for a voice those types of uh melodies because uh, it's more about Absolutely. the story yeah for that stuff mm -hmm. uh, but funk and soul it's about tone um it's mm -hmm. about the emotion you put into your voice and not as much the lyrics i've you'll notice a lot of funk music has a tag it mm -hmm. just has a tagline that mm -hmm. they say over and over they're like yeah and it's usually about, you know, let's groove or let's, you know, let's be happy. Let's be in this moment. A lot uh -huh. of it's that. But it's just the one tagline yeah. over and over. And then they're just jamming out the whole time. Which is super valuable as well. I've, oh, it is. That's yeah. what we, I've gotten into relinquishing the control of a lot of my music uh -huh. in those moments. And just focusing on that vibe in and yeah. of itself as a singer. I'm supposed to be there as a, just that life force. Yeah. And that's a lot of what funk and soul is to me. It's just putting your life force into a moment and carrying people with you. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I think something I've learned lately, too, that the, the, the single tagline thing made me think of this, is that um, it's just as beautiful to be, to be simple and powerful in the same way. Because um, when I started writing, I thought I had to have, like, paragraphs and paragraphs of words mm. and poetry and stuff. And so I've realized that that songs that have 
one line the entire song can be just as potent as a song that has like a book of things um to say so uh, yeah i one of the most one of the songs i'm most proud of is a recent one i've written but it's uh it's a very developed story uh-huh. but it has one simple tagline like we love to travel but we hate to arrive and then i just come back to that uh-huh. over and over again yeah and that song when i've done it live now has gotten such a much more of a response than a song that i wrote with much more intent yeah that has a ton of lyrics in the chorus mm-hmm. um and it's just an it's an interesting thing music is a very very strange thing and again it kind of goes back to people feel you long yeah. before they actually hear you absolutely yeah but i like that let's talk about um the music you've recorded so far uh you have when did you release your record um i released my record in february of 2018 february awesome. 9th of 2018 yeah. awesome yeah and you've had several articles um written about you now and mm-hmm. You are one of the busiest young people that I have ever seen. <laughs> um, and it's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and it's, yeah, it's good for you, for sure. Thank um, you. You're going to school. You are also writing music and pursuing a musical mm-hmm. career path. Your school is focused on a musical career. Yeah. And uh, that, is, that is big stuff. Thank you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> That's very nice of you. Well, I mean, there. Yeah. No, definitely. Or well, not definitely nice of me, but Thank it's you. just the truth, <laughs> honestly. Uh, because that's what it takes. Uh, if you, if I feel like anybody that's actually interested in pursuing a life in music, unfortunately, guys, it's a. It's much harder than you think it is. Uh, Definitely. It's a path where you actually have to, you dedicate your full self to it. It's, it's def, it's not, there's no such thing as a nine to five for musicians. Uh-uh. Um, people see you play up on stage and then they assume that that's the rest of, that's all you do. Yeah. And then you're home and you're partying or whatever it is yeah. after that. And people that are actually making a real career go of it are working from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to sleep Absolutely. thinking about musical, uh, life and practicing and writing and it's always an uphill battle uh yeah it's a a balance for sure because i i have an internship and i uh that's three days a week nine to five and then i run sound and i work at a boutique in enid and then i gig and um and so it's definitely finding (laughs) finding a balance of all the things um is an art form and something that nobody uh, that nobody ever told me. Like, well, because it's hard to explain. Yeah, it's really it's a weird. Um, yeah, music is. There's no path, but there is. But there's. It's just very individualized and. That it is. Very You're obscure. always looking for <laughs> what you have to do to make it. What works for you doesn't yeah. work for someone else, and so Absolutely. they have to try a different approach. I. I spent probably three hours today 
two of which was just me getting lost in a rabbit hole, but like of just designing new posters uh-huh. and new, like taking pictures and working on them mm-hmm. and then throwing our logo on them yeah. and then making banners and flyers for mm-hmm. our next couple shows. And it's just this, nobody's ever going to know that, you know, nobody ever knows that. Yeah. Nobody knows I spent three, four hours working on banners alone. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh it's crazy all the extra stuff that you do behind the scenes to uh-huh. make this work I, one of the reasons i got into music is because i thought it would be just about the art the art form of songwriting and mm-hmm. making the best music possible and yeah. that's just uh that's a small part of it super small unfortunately i feel mm-hmm. like it's like 10 percent is the the art and uh, the rest is just the business behind the scenes um I feel like I do a lot of researching too and a lot of reading and a lot of like There's a lot that. of it is just taking in um, and trying to figure out what works most yeah. of the time. Maybe one day I won't, but I doubt it. I'll, I'm, I'm sure I'll always be You're learning. You're forever growing, <laughs> yes. Uh, learning and growing and definitely. Every time I take a break, I'm falling farther behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No breaks. <laughs> no breaks, man. No breaks. Your website also a big compliment to you uh your website has a really nice layout that's something that uh not everybody has worked up and if you're if you're an artist that's something that you definitely want to do um nice epk nice write-ups you've got your um the articles you pulled uh pieces of their kind of i guess reviews (laughs) reviews mm-hmm. <laughs> almost yeah it's weird to have reviews of yourself as a person yes <laughs> of your work and everything like that because it's like oh yeah but we are a brand yeah you, you are know? your brand you have to realize that too yeah um so yeah thank you now uh so well that being said how can people reach chloe beth um i do have my website it's www.chloebethmusic.com and then i've got all the social media, it's at Chloe Beth Music um, for everything. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I've got stuff on um, iTunes and Spotify and all of the all of the music listening sites. My album's called Remnant and yeah, it's Chloe Beth C H L O E. There's a hyphen and then B E T H. Awesome. So before we get close to wrapping this thing up let's talk about the song that the listeners are about to hear um and you're this is called true now take us through kind of the writing process for true and um maybe the story behind it and just tell us a little bit about it um so i wrote true in probably yeah like december i was living in the dorms at the time Uh, i shared a room with a girl her name is kayla she's wonderful um, but it was one of the most difficult times of my life <laughs> as far as for songwriting because I shared a room with someone mm. and shared a bathroom with four girls. That's tough. And uh, you'd walk by and people would hear what you were doing. Pop their heads in. Yeah. So it was the weekend and Kayla left. And so I was up at like 3 a.m. And I was <laughs> I was washing my hands in the bathroom and I just suddenly was like, I came up with this line. The first line of the song is, there's a goodness in you that makes me forget my instincts. Um, and so I was like, I was entering into this relationship after I'd just been through something really rough, taking like a year and a half of time for myself just to um, just to 
to find myself again because sometimes I think in that situation I lost myself a little bit in love and so anyway it took a year and a half and then and then I was kind of there was something budding in my life and I was like this is weird and I was scared mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh, yeah. I, and uh so I wrote true about that and I had that first line um and it was actually really difficult for me to write because I didn't know that I felt that way until I wrote the song and so the words that were coming out of my mouth I was like is that what I feel and then I was like that is what I feel you know um and so yeah it ended up that way I also definitely erased quite a bit of it it's a very simple very few word song and originally it was a lot of verses and I was like I hate that I hate that (laughs) I kept the ones that I thought were decent um it's also much more laid back than most of my other songs I usually have like huge melody jumps like octaves or that kind of thing and they're a little bit more upbeat um and this one is finger picking uh, but I wanted it to be delicate and simple and super vulnerable because that's, that's how it was when I wrote it. I was, was 3 a.m. and I was like all coffeeed up in my dorm, <laughs> finally having a second to hopefully no one hearing me. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> Everybody was passed out. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you guys will enjoy this. So, yeah, now we know how to find Chloe. We know... You're going to listen to some of her music right here at the end of this. I guess that's about it. Thank you for coming and doing this today right after a gig. (laughs) Um, The busiest young lady you'll meet in a while. So join us next time. Thank you guys for tuning in. Barefoot till I fall.